Michael Yorba, thanks for joining with us. All right, Mara Davies, Vice President of Communications of the SPCA Dallas Chapter with me today. Mara, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Give me some background on you, how you got into the SPCA, and then I have a whole list of questions for wonderful, you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I started working at the SPCA of Texas in June of 2001, so I'm coming up on my 18th anniversary. And before that, I thought I might be a book publisher or a college professor, but uh, I ended up here. I'm so glad. It's been the pleasure of my life to build a career in animal welfare. Uh, the SPC of Texas helps more than 60,000 animals every year. And so it's just, it's a wonderful place to be. We're the largest, oldest animal welfare organization in North Texas. And um, the, uh, the, the organization is, um, is here for people and pets. Mm -hmm. uh, and we serve all kinds of pets all over North Texas. All right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get into um, how... Or, or where does the SPC of Texas get most of its animals? We get most of our animals through our animal cruelty investigations work. Uh, we also get animals from transfers from other shelters or owner surrenders. Mm. We don't have time limits on pets, so we don't euthanize for lack of space. We don't euthanize for time limits. Uh, those animals that come to us from animal cruelty investigations are often very broken in body and spirit. And so our team goes to work immediately not only on the front end investigating the cruelty the alleged cruelty mm. also working with law enforcement officials to hold those abusers accountable to the fullest extent of the law and then our medical and behavioral teams go to work at the shelter to help rehabilitate those little guys and make sure they have everything they need within our power to uh, to, to to find a home where they can live out their lives being loved and respected you know i was at the uh, donor appreciation night a while ago and one of the things that came out is you kind of have like a hospice process. In other words, if they are actually on their last leg, there are there are volunteers that will bring them in for the last chapter of their life. Now, I've never heard of that before. It's pretty wonderful. Uh, I don't know that there are any more than a handful of similar programs across the country. And you said it right, it's a hospice program for pets. So we call it FOSPICE, Foster Hospice. And we have a whole slew of amazing volunteers. And I, I do think it takes someone very special indeed to take on this role because you have to know going in that you are providing this pet the last bit of love that they get in their lives. So we know that our wonderful FOSPIS volunteers make the, the end of life a really wonderful experience for these pets. It could be any, anything can be happening. They could have cancer. They could uh, have any, any type of illness or behavioral situation that's, going to lead to the end of their life and so putting them in that foster home where they can be loved through the end is such an important thing it's these little guys they especially when they're elderly or even if they're young they deserve to be loved no matter what i agree i'm a big animal lover from way back all right now let's talk about this uh, uh animal cruelty crime investigating mm -hmm. investigative unit that's different than i've ever heard before what what's involved in it and how does it work um, so that the, you know the audience can get a flavor because it's more than just 
somebody says, I don't want the dog, I don't want the cat anymore, and they just drop it off. Right. This is something that actually is proactive. Correct. Correct. Well, we, we hear about animal cruelty cases in a couple of different ways, either through law enforcement officials, whether it's the sheriff or a district attorney or uh, police. That's one way we hear the, about the cases. The other way we hear about cases is just people, civilians calling us and uh, letting us know, hey, I saw something that doesn't seem right. It seems that an animal is being mistreated. Uh, the the te Texas law is is pretty good when it comes to preventing animal cruelty or at least setting up laws such that people can be held accountable. Uh, there can always be improvements, but yeah. right now what our animal cruelty investigations team does is once we get one of these uh, calls uh, for help, we go to work. So we have a group of investigators uh, that were spread out among several North Texas counties. So we'll get a call, whether from a person or a law enforcement official, we'll go out, make contact, uh, figure out what's going on. And in many cases, truly education is what's needed. Some people don't understand what it means to feed their pets correctly, whether that's just the way they were taught, something they weren't taught. Um, so we are able to work with a lot of folks to help them bring their animals' conditions into compliance with Texas Health and Safety Code. But there are also a lot of times when that's just not possible. So. Our team then, our Animal Cruelty Investigations Unit, works with that person to either say, look, you know, these animals are in dire shape. Would you consider surrendering them to us? Um, or if that is not an avenue that the person wishes to pursue, uh, if there is that animal cruelty that can be proven in a court, we will uh, gather evidence, work with law enforcement officials, work with district attorney's offices to uh, build a case and go to a judge with the evidence. If a judge agrees that the animals are being cruelly treated, the judge can issue that search and or seizure warrant. We go in, we're able to remove the animals from the situation, immediately start getting them the care they need, and then go through that civil process. Separately, there's the criminal process. So at that point, our investigators are also gathering evidence for a potential criminal case. So that's gonna be up to each district attorney to make that decision whether the case is going to go criminal. And our team is there along the way to provide expert witness testimony and, and the evidence for those cases. Do you feel that we're trending in any direction on this, whether it's we're seeing more animal cruelty mm -hmm. as we go forward or less? Mm -hmm. what, what's happening with that? Because that's a big, mm -hmm. you know, big thing for me. It's a great question. Um, the truth is I just don't know. It's hard to say because uh, as the years have progressed over the last 18 years that I've been watching animal cruelty in North Texas, uh, it, it seems like there's always a steady flow of animal cruelty cases. Uh, it seems like the limit is our capacity to serve. And we are limited by the amount of funding that we receive. We are a 501c3 nonprofit charity. So uh, we, we do as much as we can with the dollars that we raise. Uh, and and we, we make those stretch as far as we can. But uh, our, our, our animal cruelty investigators are always busy. So that's a challenge. On the other side of things, there's not one place that you can go to say, you know, how many animal cruelty cases have there been in Texas in the last year? because then you're talking about getting with each individual law enforcement authority. Uh, there are others like the SPCA of Texas in Texas who investigate animal cruelty. Uh, so you'd have to go to each one of those groups also and add that number. So it's kind of hard to say. Mm -hmm. My gut feeling is that animal cruelty is, is sadly always going to be there. 
Uh, and again, we will respond to as many as we possibly can in as large an area we possibly can. How can the public mm -hmm. be more involved and help mm -hmm. um, participate on mm -hmm. whatever level is acceptable mm -hmm. with the SPCA? There are a few different ways people can participate and help the SPCA of Texas in our important work. Uh, and um, our, our wonderful mission to provide every animal exceptional care in a loving home is a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we take that work very seriously. So people can either... Uh, they can give by volunteering their time and become a volunteer. Uh, they can become a volunteer who comes and walks dogs. They can volunteer out in the community at one of our events. As we talked about, they can become a foster or a FOSPIS volunteer. Uh, folks can also uh, make a, an in-kind gift. Uh, so there, at, at any given moment, all of the animals that we care for, dogs, cats, horses, rabbits, guinea pigs, mice, um, oh gosh, pigs, chickens, you, almost you name it, and their animal, those are the animals we care for. Uh, they're all in need of in-kind donations. Blankets and towels are our greatest needs usually, but we have an online wish list. People can go see and, and see what our most uh, urgent needs are at any given time. And people can also donate financially. Mm -hmm. um, the SPCA of Texas um, is, it, it is a wonderful place. We use the money very wisely. We take extremely seriously uh, what our donors ask of us, and we want to make sure we are good stewards of the donations. So we um, giving to the SPCA of Texas is an investment. Uh, uh, the, uh, it's 93 cents on every dollar that we spend directly on animal care. And we are a five-star Charity Navigator charity and actually have that platinum status as well. So we, we, are, we are a trusted uh, resource. We've been around for 80 years. And people's donations impact tens of thousands of animals' lives every year. And, and we wouldn't be here without the community support. We're here for the animals because of our community. I was really impressed with the state-of-the-art facility you had in your surgical center. Mm -hmm. I, I saw that you guys, I mean, it looks every bit as good as any other surgical center for humans. I mean, it was, it was really amazing. So you're, you're obviously using the money well. The, um, the, the, the process of donation, because you have events that you put on throughout the year, they're not just the ball, which I, I want you to bring up the fur ball when that's happening. But I, I wanted you to, to bring some of those out because people, they may want to volunteer, but they also may want to get to know you better through the events that you throw. So give us some, some ideas of certain things that are going on with the SPCA that the public can become more aware of and participate with you or get to know you better through them. Oh, absolutely. There, there are so many ways people can get to know this organization. You know, our website's only one of many. Like you said, um, <clears throat> external special events are a big part of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> pardon me, starting with Furball. Um, Furball is our wonderful gala. We're so excited that it's going to be uh, at the Hyatt Regency, Dallas, September 21st. And it's our 81st anniversary uh, in September. So we're very excited for a spectacular event full of dancing, entertainment, live and silent auctions, all the bells and whistles. The committee's been working so very hard for months. Uh, but th that's not the only uh, opportunity people have to engage with us during these events. We also have um, other many other events. One at the end of the year, there's our Home for the Holidays and Bark and Build event that's held at North Park Center every year. We're actually approaching our 30th anniversary year uh, at North Park Center with adoptable pets and also um, a couple of dozen custom-made pet homes, dog houses, cat trees, all kinds of wonderful homes that are works of art uh, with working with partners, uh, Texo and AIA, 
uh, at Dallas, those homes are just stunning, and they're auctioned off to support the SPC of Texas. Uh, then early next year, people can come out to Pause Cause. Uh, Pause Cause is an event that supports our Mary Spencer Spain Eater and Wellness Clinic uh, at Village Fair in, South, in Southern Dallas. Mm -hmm. And that clinic does such important work to help offer low-cost or free Spain Eater services to uh, the public for their pets. Uh, and then after Pause Cause, there is our Strut Your Mud event, and uh, that's usually every May. Uh, it's it's a big 5K, 3K walk run over the base of the Market Hunt Hill Bridge. Uh, it's a blast. So I I tell you, one was my favorite, but I can't. <laughs> it's they're all so much fun in different ways. The other thing that I was really impressed with is the people that were um, talking about adopting pets there you don't just allow that to just go willy-nilly you actually want to make sure that they're going to a good home that people are educated in the way of nutrition and medicine to be able to to care for the animals properly you're circumcised you're, you're really you're trying to make sure that the that the people does not only that the pets are going to a good home be, not just because they love them but be, they know how to take care of them and there's some stability there Absolutely. That, that was impressive. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Yes, we, we take very seriously the care of the animals as they proceed in their lives after they're with us. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to find homes for all these little guys who come to us and big guys uh, because we do have like a, we were talking about the beautiful horses and we have always have so many horses who have been rehabilitated. Uh, but regardless of the species, our adoption counselors are there to help people find their perfect match. And like you said, we walk through um, people, we walk through the whole circumstance of the animal, what the, that particular pet's needs are going to be in the future, what care they will likely need, what care, of course, what care they've received while they're with us. Uh, everything a new owner needs to have a wonderful, long, happy life with their new best friend. But we don't stop with the adoption. We're always a resource for all of our adopters, no matter what. If people have questions, we invite people to call us. We check in with folks who adopt from us. Um, we send out uh, communications a week and a month and a year after adoption just to give people that opportunity to get back with us in case they need some other assistance. So it's it's a full service package and every adoption comes with so much. Every pet is spayed or neutered. That's so important to us. They're vaccinated. They've received uh, deworming treatment, um, heartworm preventive in the case of dogs and so much more. So the value is tremendous. Uh, adoption fees vary by species and age and other factors, but um, adoption prices vary all over the place. Little pets are, are you know, they have a small adoption fee. Horses, it's slightly more, but uh, it's a wonderful process designed to create those happily ever afters so that people are matched with the pets and the pets are matched with the people to make that love story happen. Well said. Now, is there anything else you want to bring up before we close on today's conversation? Oh, goodness. I'm so thankful that we've got to touch on so much. Um, the, the only thing I'd love to really quickly mention is the SPC of Texas's work in the community uh, for spay and neuter. We have um, we, we work with a partner and with actually a couple of partners for an amazing uh, initiative, the Southern Dallas uh, initiative. So this is a it's free fix. Um, also, uh, also called uh, many things in the past, but right now what we're offering for 23 Southern Dallas zip codes, dogs of people living in these 23 zip codes in Southern Dallas can come to one of our clinics and receive spay neuter for their pets, vaccines and microchips for free. 
we're, we're working in these areas as a part of a, uh, a long-term goal to spay and neuter pets to help get dogs off the streets that were previously roaming uh, and, and biting and in a couple of cases killing people. So it's an important part of making our community a safe and healthy place to be and it's important to our mission. So between adoptions, spay or neuter, medical services, uh, volunteering, donors, events, goodness, um, animal cruelty investigations, there's so much more. Our amazing volunteer program is spectacular. There's so much. There's something for everybody at the SPCA of Texas. And like I said, we are only here because of the generosity of the public. So we are so thankful for their support. Thank you for being there. Thank you so much. Thank you're, you for having me. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel.